12 Ways to Keep Your Brain Healthy. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. I am so glad you're here. Before we get into the 12 Ways to Keep Your Brain Healthy today, I want to invite you to get on a free, no-obligation strategy call with me. All you have to do to grab this is head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. That's Mr. All spelled out, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. At the very top of the page, you'll see a banner. Just click that banner and get on a free strategy call with me. It's my gift to you. So we only have one brain. You probably get that. And we need to do all we can to take care of our one and only brain. Now, this is not a podcast, lest you think it's only for the older people. If you're young, and I used to be young at one time, I'm 57 years young now, but sometimes we think, oh, we're invincible. But these are things that you can do starting now, wherever you are and whatever age you are, to better take care of your one and only brain. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is mental stimulation. Our brains like to work on complex things. It keeps them active. So a couple ways you can do this is you can read or listen to books that stretch you. For example, I recently read a book called Pharma. It's all about the history of the pharmaceutical industry in this country It was a very long book, and it used a lot of big words I didn't know that I had to go look up, but it stretched my mind. So read or listen to books that stretch you. Another thing you can do is you can learn a new language or a skill. Right now, I'm trying to learn, desperately trying to learn French on Duolingo, but you can also learn a new skill like coding or crocheting or something similar to that. Then we have puzzles. The physical puzzles that you get a big table and you have to put them together. Also crosswords. And you can also volunteer or participate in social activities that keep you engaged with other people. A lot of people struggle when they're living alone. You don't have to be old to do this. You may be young and single and you don't interact with people a lot. We'll go volunteer at a local center and that could help you get a stronger brain. Number two Physical exercise every day. Now, it's really important that if you are a sedentary person now, that you go check with your healthcare professional. Just don't start going out and exercising. But after they give you the okay, consider exercises that will elevate your heart rate a little bit so you break out into a light sweat. Just 15 to 30 minutes a day can make a huge difference for your brain health. You can run. I've been running at least one mile every day for over 1,900 days in a row. You can walk, swim, lift weights, hit. (laughs) That's what I call high-intense interview training, hit. You can put your headphones on and dance around the house and remember, Break out into a small sweat. It's really good for the brain. My mother passed away in June of 2022 due to Alzheimer's. And what they found in Alzheimer's is as we age, we tend to be sedentary. And when we're sedentary, the blood vessels in our brain tend to calcify. And that's what they think is what causes the beginning stages of dementia and Alzheimer's. 
But if you exercise, if you stay active, you keep those blood vessels in your brain healthy and you may offset getting dementia or Alzheimer's. Of course, there is no guarantees. Number three, improve your diet. Eat less junk food and more whole foods. Whole foods are foods closer to the source. I had a guest on my show about three years ago, and he gave this example, which really made me understand it. Apples are close to the source. Apple sauce is processed. I'm not saying you can't ever go out to eat again. Just make it an exception and make wise choices when you do. Now, if you're in a rush for time and you have to stop by a fast food joint, that's okay occasionally. When I say occasionally, I don't mean once a day. Maybe once a week is okay. But a lot of people are eating out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they're having vending machine snacks during the day, which is not good. Avoid a high sugar diet. Again, if you want to do it once a week, that's fine. I'm doing Tim Ferriss's slow carb diet, which he writes about extensively in his best selling book, The Four Hour Body. It's six days of low carb. And on the seventh day, you can literally eat whatever you want to eat. And that seems to be working for me. So find out what works for you. Maybe you need to talk to your doctor to get more specific information because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just sharing what I've learned on the Internet. Number four, improve your blood pressure. The number one way to improve your blood pressure is by lowering your weight. And the best way to do that is eat right exercise and stay lean all right you don't need to take drugs if your doctor prescribes drugs because your blood pressure is out of control listen to your doctor again i am not a doctor number five improve your blood sugar but mark how do i improve my blood sugar well this is going to sound like a broken record eat right exercise and stay lean eat right eat more whole foods less junk food number six improve your good cholesterol. How do you do that? (laughs) Eat right, exercise, and stay lean. So if you eat right, exercise, and stay lean, you're going to be pretty good in terms of brain health. Number seven, if you are a smoker, that means cigarette, that means cigars, that means vaping, consider quitting because that's not good for your overall health and especially is not good for your brain health. Number eight, avoid taking any drugs unless prescribed by your doctor. And one of the things I had with a conversation I had with my father, who's 81 years old and takes a plethora of medications. I said, dad, why are you taking all these medications? And he said, because the doctor prescribed them. And what I said to him is that may be true. But you as the patient have the right to understand why you're taking these medications. So I hope, regardless of your age, if a doctor prescribes something, make sure you as the patient, as someone who is vested and cares about their health, understands why you are taking the medication. Ask the question. You are allowed to ask the doctor, hey, why am I taking this medication again? And if they tell you and you don't understand, ask again and again and again until you are 100% clear on why you're taking the medication. Now, let's say you have some body pains, body aches, a headache, a migraine. Don't reach for the medication right away. You can Google what foods will naturally take away 
headaches. I had a headache once and I Googled how to take away a headache and I found out almonds take away a headache. So I had a bunch of almonds with some water and the headache went away. So don't immediately go for the drugs. See if you can do it more naturally. Maybe taking a walk outside in the fresh air will take away the headache. Headache is headache away as well. Not so easy for me to say. Number nine, avoid or moderately consume alcohol. Drinking has a stronger effect on our bodies as we age. And experts advise one drink per day for women and two drinks per day for men. Now, does this mean that you can't go out to the bar occasionally or out to the club occasionally and have more than one drink if you're a woman and two drinks for men? I'm not going to say yes or no, but I'm going to say if you do it occasionally, like not every Friday and Saturday, but maybe once a month, you should be okay. But again, I am not a doctor and I want you to understand that. Just do things in moderation instead of all the time. Number 10, prevent falls. Practice balance and strength exercises. Beware You already know this, but beware that drinking and drugs can affect balance. So one of the best ways you can practice balance and strength exercises is stand on one leg and see how long you can maintain your balance or do those sobriety tests in your own home. Walk in a straight line. Just get some masking tape and put it on the floor and see how far you can walk. The more you do it, the better you'll get more balance and more strength exercises or maybe walk in a straight line with your eyes closed. It's really important. Be careful of uneven walking surfaces or cords that you can trip on. Wear shoes or slippers with good soles and avoid walking barefoot or walking on in stocking feet. Because I remember as a little boy, linoleum floors, socks, that was fun back then. But as we age, you could slip. And I don't know about you. I have had head injuries before. I have gotten hit by a car riding my bike. Fortunately, didn't break any bones, but I did get a concussion out of it. This is years ago. So never assume it's never going to happen to me. I'm invincible. You're not invincible. If you bike or ski, always wear a helmet. It, it sounds silly. You may look silly. When I The first time I got hit by a car, and it wasn't hit by a car, the person backed out of their driveway didn't look and I was coming down the road. They just put their car in reverse apparently and just gunned it. And I, it happened so quickly. I ran into their car and flipped over the handlebars, hit my head on their car and hit my head on the pavement. That is traumatic. And I think I was, I don't know, 20 years old when that happened, like 37 years ago. Another time I had a traumatic injury was I fell on black ice. This is when I lived up in Rochester, New York. And it snowed overnight and then it got above 32. So it melted and then it got below 32 again and snowed again. So I was just going into the factory I was working in at the time and I slipped and I went from my feet to my head in like a microsecond. And that was pretty scary because it took me a while to diagnose it. So you never know. That's the point I'm trying to tell you. You never know when you're going to lose your balance and fall and fall on your head. So just be careful. You can I don't want you to wear a helmet everywhere you go and, and wear elbow pads and knee pads like a football player or a hockey player. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying be careful. Don't assume the sidewalk is level. Don't assume that the 
the, the wooden stairs are stable. Okay. Always err on the side of caution. Number 11, minimize stress. Hormones secreted when you're under stress have a stronger effect on older brains, challenging your ability to recover from emotional upset. So take change slowly and learn ways to cope with anxiety and tension. And again, just because you're in your 20s or your 30s, don't say, ah, that doesn't bother me. Stress doesn't bother me. Stress bothers everyone. And you need to find a way to cope. Whether you are going to a therapist or you talk to someone at your church or your synagogue or your mosque, you need to talk to someone. Don't go to the drugs or the alcohol or something that's going to harm you or someone else. You need to deal with the stress and minimize it. And one of the best ways to minimize stress is when you feel yourself getting all angry and frustrated is go for a walk. Put your jacket on if it's cold. Go outside. Go for a really fast walk. Breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth. And that will lower everything, your blood pressure and your heart rate, and you'll feel better too. And finally, number 12, sleep well. Inadequate sleep is linked to slower thinking and risk of dementia. Seven to nine hours of sleep is best, but be wary of sleep medications that can make cognitive problems worse. Instead, talk to your doctor about sleep hygiene, that is habits, to help your body settle down at bedtime. I highly, highly, highly recommend you go pick up Dr. Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams. This was the book that told me about the danger of melatonin. We all like to go the melatonin or NyQuil or something like that to get us to go to sleep. The problem with that is melatonin is just a signal your body sends out to the body that, hey, we're getting ready to go to sleep. To take it is not recommended because you can screw up your circadian rhythm. So go get Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. It is going to tell you so many things about sleep and how to go to sleep and how to stay asleep and how to get good sleep. One of the things I learned in there is if you can't sleep, the worst thing you can do is toss and turn. You get up and maybe turn on a low wattage light bulb next to your bed. Do not grab your phone or any other electronic. Instead, grab a print book and read until you're tired again. Or maybe go take a warm bath or a shower. Be careful with turning too many lights on. We don't want the body to wake up. Your body will eventually fall asleep if you are taking drugs. If you're drunk, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess you up for a little bit. But if you're taking good care of yourself, your body will fall asleep. Again, I cannot recommend Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker's book. Highly enough, I will put that in the show notes. I highly recommend it. It will fundamentally change the way you approach sleep. So again, these are 12 ways to have a healthy brain. You only get one brain. So do everything in your power to take care of it. I want to offer you a free, no obligation strategy call. All we do on this call is talk about your productivity issues, your struggles with getting things done or focusing or creating habits. If you are struggling with that kind of thing and you want someone to talk to, 
and you've never taken advantage of a strategy call with me before, you can get on a free, no obligation strategy call. All you have to do is go to mrproductivity.com. Remember, Mr. is all spelled out, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. At the top of the page is a banner. You just click that banner, pick a date and time that works for you, and show up. And I will give you value that you can use immediately. Now, let me tell you a little secret about this. Most people don't take advantage of this call. I was trying to figure out why. Why wouldn't someone take advantage of this call? Because I know if the thought leaders I follow offered me that, I would take advantage of it. Yes, I'm going to pitch my coaching program at the end of the call. That's how you pay for the call. But I give you value for like 95% of the call. I really want to give you value. I want to prove my worth to you. So the call is free of cost and free of obligation. So if you're serious about getting some help, just head on over to mrproductivity.com and click the banner at the top of the page or in the show notes of this podcast episode, there's a link to get the call as well. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast, whether it's your first time or your thousandth time. I really appreciate your time and attention. And until next time, my friend, stay productive, stay positive.